Type Network presents The views and opinions expressed in the Pisada Tales are solely those of the individuals involved and do not represent those of the people, institutions, or organizations that they may or may not be associated with professionally or personally unless explicitly stated. Any content provided by the host and guests are of their own knowledge and opinion and do not intend to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. Hello, Jay here. Welcome to the Pissarra Tales' last episode of 2020. <laughs> Thank you for joining us throughout this, uh, you know, throughout the 25 episodes so far. Yes, this is the 25th episode. Woo! Um, and thank you for just, you know, supporting us ever since the start. You know, we really appreciate it and we continue to look forward to, you know, the next year. Um, my guest this week is actually a, another fellow podcaster and we had really, really uh, interesting talk. So we, uh, I hope that you can check it out. And yeah, I'm just really thankful for, you know, the support that I've been given, uh, you know, this past half year or so. I mean, we started around July. So yeah, past six months. Wow, it's only been six months. <laughs> But I uh, really, really appreciate it. And we hope that you continue to support the Pesara Tales, um, you know, in 2021. And hopefully as long as I can sustain this podcast i really enjoy doing it and i hope that you guys enjoy listening to and listening to it too so thank you very much and we'll see you next year wow well this is a cold open so we'll see you in a bit <laughs> anywho please enjoy the last episode of 2020 through education you can also better yourselves in other ways you learn how to learn how to think critically and find solutions to unexpected challenges. Education also teaches you the value of discipline. You can learn how to be a better human being. All right, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pisara Tales. I'm Jay Mestrelia, or Sir Jay, as my students call me. And this podcast is all about my thoughts and experiences as a young millennial teacher. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on the last episode of 2020 for the Pisara Tales. Wow, this is episode 20, 25, rather. Whether you are listening to us via Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, or Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast, we appreciate you joining us this week. And in case you missed it, the Pisara Tales is part of the Pilipinas Indie Podcast and Entertainment Network, or Pipe Network for short. Maraming salamat po sa Pipe. You can check out all the other podcasts in that amazing network, and you can also check out their Facebook page for more content. And... For our last episode of the year, we have a special guest, right? This is the first time I'll be actually guesting a fellow podcaster as well. He graduated BSE, Social Science, from the Philippine Normal University, Manila, in 2007. He was previously a high school history and economics teacher for six years. He became a feature writer and journalist for the Philippine Star from 2014 to 2019. Uh, while, while in his stay there, he was also the curator of Everyday History, the Philippine Star's daily history section that ran from 2016 to 2019. And currently, he is the host of Epic Analysis, a news analysis and commentary podcast. So please welcome my guest, Mr. Epi Fabonan III. Yes, thank you. Thank you sa pag-invite sa akin dito sa iyong podcast na The Pisara Tales. Maraming so, salamat at na karoon tayo ng ganitong oras para makapag-usap. Yes po. Maraming salamat din po sa pagpapaunlock niyo sa aking invitation. Like I said, this is the first time I'm also guesting um, another podcaster. I've been yeah. in other podcasts as well, but yung first time sa sana ko gusto na show yeah. ko naman. It's an honor uh, na ako yung napili mo na guest mo na fellow podcaster. Even in my own yes. podcast, I haven't guested a fellow podcaster yet. No worries, no problem. Be like a test case pag nag-invite ako in the future ng mga fellow guests, uh, fellow podcast yes, guests. Yeah, definitely. Kamusta po kayo, by the way? Okay naman. Just staying at home, hindi masyadong mm-hmm. lumalabas. Lumalabas lang yes. tayo para mag-bike, para bumili ng essentials. To yes, get definitely. some physical exercise na yun. Yeah, um, of course. And then, then of course, uh, while doing so, we're trying to create content as much as possible. 
mapagoon sa aking podcast. Meron din tayong iba pang mga ginagawang content. They have been mm-hmm. cycling vlog na oh. maintaining since the pandemic started. Yes. And then I also have uh, other YouTube channels na related sa travel. Mm-hmm. So, so there. Um, aside from that, I've been doing a lot of writing then. Mm-hmm. Kasi for the past few years na I've been working in newspaper na nag-reflect ko yung pagsusulat ko for myself. Yung sulat yes. ko ng literature. So, I've been mm-hmm. finishing some drafts of uh, novels na hindi ko natapos dati. Yun. Ganyan-ganyan. Mm-hmm. The pandemic helped a lot to give me focus on those uh, activities. I've been doing some reading. I've uh, been selling some of my books as well. Nakabenta ko na ng mga books sa Shopee recently. Ayos. Ayos. Mm-hmm. Very, ano, keeping busy basically throughout this uh, pandemic, throughout this quarantine. Yeah. And we'll talk more about, you know, your experience as well as a teacher and um, your show, Epic Analysis. But first, I was just, gusto ka lang po mag-backtrack a little bit because I always ask this with uh, my guests, you know, if we were like classmates, siguro, if we were classmates back in, say, high school or college, what kind of a student were you? Were you the kind na tipong always hitting the books? Or maybe yung medyo mas chill lang na nag, maybe nagbubulakbol a bit? How would you describe yourself as a student? I think if we were classmates back in high school and elementary, would, uh, I think would, we, would, we would be friends given uh, I'm mm-hmm. quite the studious kind na din, so... Uh, yes. I, I was the type na pinapadala noong elementary and high school sa mga quiz bees, especially oh, wow. sa history. Yeah. Ah, okay. I see. Yeah. I see. And then been, I, I was active also sa mga uh, student council, ganyan, sa mm-hmm. mga uh, clubs, organizations, those sorts of mm-hmm. things. Uh, and, uh, in, quite interestingly, hindi ako nag-scouting noong elementary and high school yung mga boy scout ganun yeah, na yung mga boy scouts but okay. i was a scouter no nagteacher na so nag basic oh. nag basic training ako and then advanced training no nagtuturo na ako kasi that was okay. part of the subject being offered sa school na pinagtuturo ako dati so i i i underwent basic and advanced training so that i could teach scouting to students so yun mm-hmm. so uh, you would say na um, I'm an above average student hindi ako yung tipong graduate ng salutatorian or valedictorian but I've mm-hmm. got better than average na mga grades sa school especially in college yes, so, yes definitely uh, and also you mentioned like you're you were a history buff even before pa no like yeah. you this was something that interested you history learning about yeah. things that you know basically happened already yes siguro kasi may kinalaman na rin sa I've, I've been in, very interested with the being na ang pangalan ko is epi from the word epifanio so i was yeah. just i was born in 1986 so i was very interested dun sa sa history ng time ng edsa revolution 1986 yes and beyond so i think that what really, that that is the event that really got me interested in history particularly film yeah. history the the, uh, the edsa revolution right mm-hmm. um how did you view your teachers and professors back then? So since you said that you were, uh, you had above average grades, I assume that you had mad respect for your teachers and professors, yes? Oh yes, definitely. Nung pag, pagbata ka talagang mataas yung respeto mo at saka yung pag-idolize mo sa mga teachers mo. I was the kind of student na who would, especially in elementary, would give his teachers and part of his research, you know, you, when you have basic, <laughs> you would yeah, go to the yes, yes. room, you, want, you would want to give your teacher a biscuit or so. No high school yes. naman, dahil na active ka sa mga club. So, you were with uh, teachers most of the time na, na pag-uutusan ka, na you, you are relied on to to uh, do certain tasks for the club, ganyan, ganyan. Mm-hmm. Um, But then, when I started teaching, doon mo na makikita yung ano, yung doon sort of mabe-break mo na yung up and up yung image na you have of your teachers na nilagay mo yeah. sa pedestal kasi being able to work with them especially during some first three years ng teaching ko kasi I, I, 
I taught in the school where I studied elementary. So, mm-hmm. yung karamihan sa mga elementary teachers ko, naging mga co-workers ko din. So, yes, yes. In the, the image I have of them nung elementary ako na, na, na break yun nung nagsimula kong makatrabaho sila, you, you, you become exposed to office politics, yung, yung talagang yeah. kumali ng mga teachers. Basically, mo, what happens behind the scenes. Or, yeah, yeah, PTS no mga nangyayari when they're not in the classroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But despite that, it didn't, uh, kumbaga, made me think na parang their parang childhood ruin naman or anything. I think yeah. very influential pa rin naman yung kanilang papel sa paghubog ng mindset ko, who I am today. It's, it's just that, syempre, when, when that, that phase of your life is already done and you get to experience these people in a different way, of course, your opinions of them also change as well. So, yun. Iba, yeah. iba yung konteksto ng relasyon nyo with your teachers when you are a student and once you started start working with with them iba yung context so yeah yeah the, the relationship definitely changes i remember din yan nung uh, when i started teaching although i did not i do not teach in the school that i uh, studied in but like just knowing that your former teachers are now you know colleagues man rin sila essentially mm-hmm. uh, i'll be, be uh, teaching in different schools but like the, the experiences you share you have more experiences to share now yung mga mag, mm-hmm. magigets mo na sila i guess yung mm-hmm. parang ah ganun pala yung feeling nila mm-hmm. nung ganito yung ginagawa ko or whatever mm-hmm. do you have any uh, teachers in particular uh, whom you loved or inspired you to be who you are today mm, I, no one in particular kasi mm-hmm. i was uh changing schools quite a lot, especially during yeah. high school and elementary. Yung eskwelahan ko na where I studied elementary, I studied from grade 2 to grade 6, and then high school from first year to third, and then ibang school na naman ng fourth year. So, But then, I, 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 I always admired my teachers in uh, social studies. Mm-hmm. Um, some, uh, some of them, I don't remember anymore the names, but yung yung uh, mga teachers ko nung uh, social studies at the time they they weren't the type na pa-memorize lang ng mga yeah. who what when where they're, they're the type who were really you know uh, allow you to question things to dig, dig deeper into uh, what why events such as this and that happen in our history mm-hmm talagang nabubuo yung critical thinking skills ng mga bata under their advisorship. So, yung, yung ganong mga klase ng teachers. Especially when I was in college, I, I, I think I, I like my teachers in college more than I than my teachers in elementary or high school. Yeah. Uh, one particular teacher na gusto kong bangitin from my college day, si Dr. Felicieba ng Philippine Normal University, mm-hmm. she really flipped my way of thinking when I was in college. Because nung, before ako mag-major ng Soxai, I was a very religious person. Tipong Bible thumper, things like that. Yeah. And then when I took up Soxai, talagang she helped me question the beliefs that I had before and then made me to who I am today. So, napakalaking influensya ng mga teachers ko nung college sa yeah, sa pag-iisip ko ngayon as, a, as an educator and professional. Yeah, that's great. Kasi, di ba, when you were growing up, you were into history, you were into social science. Mm-hmm. And of course, you studied in Philippine Normal University, which is, you know, a great institution that yeah. really uh, produces uh, teachers in particular. I think that's what they're mostly known for because yeah, I do have colleagues that... Excellence for teacher education. Huh? Yes, definitely. I was just wondering, how did you make that uh, jump, that leap from, you know, history, being a history buff, science, uh, social science, to you know, being a teacher in particular, what made you decide? Uh, was education something that you've always been interested in? Yeah, I think so. Because I, I come from a family of teachers. I mean, lola ko, nanay ko, auntie ko, even my grandfather was a teacher. Sa itong sa fa- sa mother side ko, they were all the family of we are a family of teachers. So 
at mm-hmm. I think uh, it was just a matter of time na I would take up teaching as well kasi I was exposed to the school community not, not just from going to school every day but having teachers in the family so yeah um but then ang original na gusto ko talagang kunin when I was applying for college was all sci and then eventually become a lawyer but then mm-hmm. at those times were financially difficult for the family so the um, second choice ko was to up, to take up an education course na so yeah and at that time uh, i was only thinking of up yeah. if not up i'd uh, go to somewhere na state university where the tuition fee was uh, more affordable yeah affordable so yes. I took up, up the UP entrance exams. Pumasa uh, ako for Baguio and Los Baños, but not for Diliman and Manila. Diliman. So, yeah. gusto ko pa sanang habulin yun, but then, the, being na financially incapable, hindi naman financially, uh, medyo financially difficult for us at that time. My parents cannot send me to a place far away as Baguio or Los Baños yeah. just to pursue a degree. So, sabi ko, pursue educational lang instead. At that time, I only took exams for three universities, PNU, PLM, and Adamson. And yeah. uh, PNU was the first one that the results came out. So, yun. Yun na. Yun na. Yes, definitely. And mm-hmm. it's great naman. I mean, since you were planning to become a teacher, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the institution itself uh, produces great teachers naman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no problem there. Now, I guess na, 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 napansin ko lang din na parang in some of the some of the people that I've interviewed and ever asked that question, you know, how did they get into education? One thing I noticed is that most of, you know, the more senior teachers, uh, shall we say, like you, and then I have another add another guest, uh, you know, an episode back. Parang their reason for joining education, for being an educator, because of their family, because they came from family, mm-hmm. a family of educators, their parents were educators, or grandparents mm-hmm. were... Whereas compared naman sa, say, you know, more millennial or more younger, uh, you know, teachers, pag tinanong sila kung bakit sila nagtuturo, it's more of, ano eh, uh, because they just want to. Because I guess at our generation, parang ang maisip namin, you know, this is not the most lucrative job. Mm. And it's not, uh, we so we, whenever, whenever a new guy or a new girl always jumps into, you know, teaching, It's not because they want to earn money. It's because they love the job. And, mm. you know, that's, I just wanted to point that out, I guess. Yeah. I was just reminded that, you know, you came from a family of teachers and you saw what kind of work that is. Yeah. And I understand that you, why, you see, why you see it that way, na parang may generational difference between yeah. how uh, these generations perceive teaching. It's because iba din yung experience ng teaching for a certain generation to another. Yeah. Probably as in the older generation, we, we see teaching as a more difficult profession given na we've experienced yung ratio na masyadong malaking ratio, yung difficulty yes. ng resources sa pagtuturo. Whereas... Yung, teacher, yung hindi pa masyadong adept yung technology din. Yeah. Yung ginagamit niya. Like you analog pa talaga lahat. Oh, yun. Manila paper, chalkboard. Manila paper, that. yes. Whereas yung mga teachers na yun, they're technologically capable of uh, delivering uh, lessons in different ways. And it, that makes the uh, learning experience even more interesting and enjoyable for students as compared dun sa traditional na ano. So, Yeah, I, I think that's why my generational difference turns to how yeah. uh, p- people perceive education and why they go for it as a profession. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, despite those differences, I guess yung main goal rin naman is that we want to educate kids. We want to you know educate mm-hmm. the next generation. Uh, how would you describe yourself as a teacher? Like, for example, if I was in your class, uh, anong klaseng teacher si Sir Epi? Uh, very ano I interactive yung klasiko kasi oh, okay. uh, I always demand na may participation din ng mga students sa learning process hindi pwedeng sa akin lang sila natututo dapat pinatututunan din sila 
sa isa't isa. So, mm-hmm. mahilig ako sa mga group work, mahilig ako sa mga uh, interactive uh, activities, sharing ng mga opinions, experiences, debates, yes. things like that. Um, I would say na I'm a strict teacher then when it comes to uh, requirements yes. and uh, maintaining classroom management, you know, yung mm-hmm. discipline, things like that. But hindi naman tayo yung tipo na terror, uh, <laughs> uh, terror teacher. Um, although I I was when I was in college, yung karamihan ng mga teachers ko eh terror, mm-hmm. and I, I I somehow like them for for being such, I don't think na for students in the elementary and high school, eh, that would, <laughs> that effective. would be effective. Yeah, you need to be nurturing, more open, parang you treat, treat your students basically as a friend rather than as a you know, master and slave yeah. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. Um, what do you think is the best thing about teaching in your years, in, you know, in your past experience of being a teacher? What was the best thing about it? I think the best thing is you be able to see in real time how students apply in their lives yung lessons na inuturo mo sa kanila. Mm-hmm. Especially lalo na doon sa mga madaling makapick up. Tapos makikita mo na nag-change yung kanilang uh, worldview, nag-change yung kanilang values mm-hmm. in a matter of months or years that you've, you've been with them. So, yung nakikita mo yung fruits ng labor mo yes na, na that would that really warms your heart up na and even even today kahit matagal na akong wala sa teaching kahit makaramihan ng mga estudyante ko nakagraduate na nagtatrabaho na ngayon it still warms my heart na may mga estudyante pa rin may message sa akin paminsan-minsan sinasabi niya sa akin sir I'm really happy na kayo yung social studies teacher ko ng elementary <laughs> Yeah. Kasi daw yung mga teachers nila ngayon na uh, either passive or DDS daw ng mga teachers. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so, nakakatuwa naman na may mga batang nakaka-appreciate na nun. May mga bata pa nga na nakatrabaho ko na minsan eh na, na kapwa ko journalist dati. Yes. So, wow. Nakakatuwa na makita sila sa same profession as you nung Time yes, definitely. But you know, despite all the great things about it, what were some of the challenges that you faced in, you know, being a teacher? Like, what were you know, what were the hard parts? I guess. I think you, you, you we, we could both agree that the paperwork. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> checking lang ng mga yes. ng mga tests, especially pag mga essays, mga tests, yes. and uh, grading. Pinaka-dreaded ko yung grading kasi ang, <laughs> ang, ang, ang hirap i-translate into numbers yung uh, bagay na hindi naman presented as numbers like such as a performance or <laughs> an answer in a test. So, ang napaka, I, I don't think na grades are sufficient enough as uh, an evaluation of a person's yeah competence in a certain discipline. So, yeah, yeah napaka, napakahirap na part yun para sa akin. Pero when it comes to delivery, yung classroom setting, pag-lecture, pag I, 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 I can, I have the confidence to deliver that in a manner na talagang mag-enjoy ang mga bata. And even, That's akala good. ko nga, after years ng hindi pagtuturo, mawawala na siya sa akin. Yeah. But then, Uh, last year when I was promoting yung everyday history sa mga skwelahan because mm-hmm. I was going I was going to different schools to promote everyday history yes I, I gave a lecture sa mga bata on what everyday history is all about and, and nandun pa rin sa akin yung ano yung yung del yung skills ng nag-flashback yung ano, days na nakatutuloy parang ininta sa'yo eh na paano magbigay ng execution na yes. talagang mai-engage yung mga bata, walang daily air, lahat sila naka-smile, lahat sila magsusumagod sa mga tanong mo, things like that. <laughs> yeah. And minus the checking, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Nagtuturo, nag-lecture ka lang. Yes, definitely. Oh. 
So after mm. your stint as a teacher, you became a journalist. You worked for mm. you. You wrote, um, you know, I believe independently, but you mostly worked for the Star. And then, yeah, yeah, full time job to Star. I've been there for more than five years. So fe- feature yes. writing, shots of journalism. In journalism was uh, both sa Jario and doon sa website ng onenews.ph. Yes. You're familiar with the One News channel ng Signal yep. TV. Yes. They have a website, yung onenews.ph. So, I was a, an assistant uh, editor there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, may, may, may field work din na nag-interview ng mga yeah. uh, subjects for a story and then translating the story into uh, write-up. So, there. Yeah. And after that, you know, you started Epic Analysis. I believe this year as well. You know, quarantine baby din tong podcast mm, Quarantine baby din yan. Although, I've, I've been planning to come up with the podcast na din since last year pa, 2019 yeah. pa. But what I wanted to do sana was a history podcast. Mm-hmm. Na may may napakanggan akong history podcast before yung sa mga podcast network. Yung yeah. What's AP ni na uh, sina CJ Tantenko and yeah, uh, Sabrina Naibel. Si- yes. yes, yes. So that was a really good example of what a good history podcast is and mm-hmm. I wanted to emulate that but then I was I, w- I wasn't sure what tools I needed to be able to pull up that kind of quality in yeah. a podcast so sabi ko maybe I should try out muna with the tools that are already in my hands and then come up with something na medyo mas madali na with less uh, kumpara sa isang less production podcast yeah so that's how I came up with epic analysis. Kasi sabi ko pag pag history podcast kailangan araw-araw yan or or at least medyo regular yeah. Medyo regular siya. Kasi si everyday history dati reg- everyday yon. So yeah. right, kailangan may nilalabas akong content every so matrabaho siya. Mm-hmm. Eh gusto ko sana iwasan yung ganun na matrabaho na na inaabot ka ng madaling araw. You have to churn out every day talaga na may yeah. content may content ka ganun. Yeah. yeah. And and at sa everyday history kasi ako lahat it's a one man person mm-hmm. sa research ng history uh, management ng social media paggawa ng art cards pag may mga historical events na kailangan i-cover ako din. Yeah. Like for example nang nasunog yung National Archives sa uh, uh, may Abinondo. Mm-hmm. Nandun ako sa other side ng Pasig River. Nag-take ng video ng Sunog. <laughs> going live doon sa Facebook page ng yeah. Everyday History. And then, nung nagbukas itong National Museum of Natural History sa Luneta, yes. it was there doing a video as well. Na, no, so, an, an, matra, matrabaho siya. Plus, when, when it, it had a website back then, uh, ako din yung kailangan mag-film ng content for the for the website. So, I wanted something na medyo mas madaling gawin. Mas chill. So, I was contemplating <laughs> a podcast. Yun, yun nga lang, I, wa- I wanted a, a test case muna. So, sabi ko, why don't I start with something simpler na pwede kong gawin once a week. Yeah. So, I, I decided to do epic analysis instead. So, yeah. ang, ang goal ko lang naman dito, essentially, was to... Um, Wala masyado, wala masyado akong naririnig ng mga political podcast kasi. Yeah. And um, most of the people who are doing political podcasts usually mga nasa, mas matatanaan mas, 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 na sa atin eh, different generation sila. Yeah. Wala sa generation natin na Like AM radio mga, stuff, ganun. Mga, mga uh, speaking of AM radio, it's, it's one of those things that really got me to start this Epic Analysis Podcast. So, kasi na, I, I, I listen to AM Radio and I hear how poor yung quality ng information na dinideliver minsan sa mga AM radio stations, especially in the provinces, na ang daming mga fake news na kumakalat sa AM Radio and uh, especially do sa mga stations na hindi ganun kalaking mga stations. So, I wanted something na, if not fact-check the content at least man lang to counter yung content nila with with something that delivers well-researched 
na na information. What is your thought process whenever you produce these new episodes? I mean, these are really politically charged. I mean, you don't shy away from that. It is a political mm-hmm. commentary. And, you know, especially nowadays, medyo mainit na talakayan talaga pag, ano, pag medyo pag politics mm-hmm. talaga ang usapan. It, it could go either way. You will have, you know, people who are uh, happy about it and people who are not happy about it. So whenever you, you know, whenever you pick these topics to talk about, I mean, I've listened to your podcast. Um, you know, I enjoyed the analysis as well. What goes to your mind whenever you pick a topic to talk about per week? Mm-hmm. Of course, de- definitely you have to look into what's trending for a particular period, like for a, for this past week, ano yung trending na news stories. Yes. And then I want to discuss it in a way na if if you're if of course you're familiar with how people are exchanging comments sa social media, right? Mm-hmm. Na na kapag nag-comment ka ng isang bagay sa isang news uh, item let's say uh, about Duterte and his policies ang ang tipong exchange ng mga tao is either ibabash kanila through ad hominem attacks mm-hmm. tatawagin ka na kung ano-ano mga mura o kaya uh, yung iba may malang yung sasabihin na hindi naman yeah. related doon sa devaluing <laughs> uh, or yung iba uh, mag magmamarunong na tipong kahit hindi naman nila uh, pinag-aralan yung discipline na yun or hindi nila nag-aralan yung topic na yun biglang mag uh, aastang kala mo alam nila yung yung kabuan ng mga pangyayari so yeah. ang yun ang goal ko na ma-break sa epic analysis na no? I, I want people to be able to uh, digest the news using using information using uh, information that was analyzed and uh observed from different angles so uh in in a in a balanced way hindi yung tipong uh one sided or yeah. may certain bias agad for uh whoever is the subject of the news so yun yung yung gusto kong ma-achieve for epic analysis na yung tipong ang ang, ang mga nakikinig magre-react sila in a way na enlightened sila sa halip na agitated lang sila mm-hmm. nung, nung uh, piece of information na natanggap nila. Yeah. So, yun. Definitely. And we'll talk more about, you know, how you're, you, you're using podcasting to educate others uh, right after this break. Hello, I'm Rachel. And I'm Sting Lapson. The, the host of the, the Couch Tomato Podcast. Catch new episodes every Monday. Usually. Or follow us on Facebook and Twitter at The Couch Tomato. To get updates and teasers on what we're watching and reviewing next. The Couch Tomato Podcast. Do the reviews. So you don't need to watch it. If you don't want to. This holiday season, treat your sweet tooth to delicious goodies courtesy of Dulce House, the online shop for your guilty pleasures. You can buy chocolate chip cookies, Oreo cheesecake cookies, and other baked goodies. Use the promo code PIPE, that's P-I-P-E, to get a 10% discount on your next purchase. Visit dulcehouse.com now! And we're back. Welcome back to the Pesara Tales. We're still with Sir Epi Pavona III of Epic Analysis. A while ago, before the break, we talked about uh, his thought process on how he how he does Epic Analysis, basically. And the main reason why I did invite Sir Epi, especially, uh, well, I did I did see him in, uh, his presence in Podcast PH, the Facebook group. So especially for our listeners, if you're in the Philippines, you can check out Podcast PH. Uh, there are a lot of great podcast creators and listeners in that group, so you can you know check out the different podcasts in there. And you know, I saw Sir Epi's content and epic analysis, and even in a political commentary, you know, podcast. Uh, I believe that there is a there is an opportunity for education there, because definitely there's a uh, opportunity for education, especially in our context. Where you know, mainit siyang usapan, and it's easy to get lost in the ad hominems and in the um yung mga bugso ng damdamin kung you know, and you know, mm-hmm. a sober 
sober analysis is not as common as we hope it would be, but at least, mm-hmm. you know, these these kinds of podcasts are a start. So, you know, in your opinion, Sir Epi, what do you think makes podcasting a useful medium for education? Not necessarily in, you know, political commentary, but just in general, I suppose. I mean, if 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 radio was useful back in the uh, 30s up to around the 90s, mm-hmm. and even today, useful pa naman yung radio. I mean, yeah. podcasting works just the same. No? Kung dati nakikinig tayo sa knowledge power ni Ernie Baron. Yeah, oh man. Naalala ko yun. Naalala ko yun. <laughs> I think that was Friday in evening back yeah. then, mara around 9 in the evening. Mm-hmm. Podcasting works that way, but in the sense na students, learners can access that uh, on their mobile phones wherever they are and whenever they yeah. want to listen to it. So, and if they if they want to listen it without internet connection, they can always download the episodes and listen to it offline. So, yeah, on demand. Na, na, na readily available yung information sa kanila. Unlike nung time ng knowledge power ni Ernie Baron, eh, we had to record yung episode na yun on <laughs> tape just to be able to share it sa classroom. So, uh, today tong podcasting makes it makes the content uh, available to everyone for for learning purposes yeah. <laughs> funny lang kasi I, I was reminded of you know the kind of demographics that listen to my podcast and i'm not sure if everyone will remember what a vhs is or who Ernie Barone yeah. is uh, but you know, yeah. that's a really great analogy especially you know mm-hmm. i grew up i grew up watching Ernie Baron then especially pati na rin sa mm-hmm. mga yung weather forecast niya na parang mm-hmm. uh, uh, thing, for, for the younger listeners mm-hmm. he was kuya kim before kuya kim was a thing yeah before kuya kim <laughs> be, be, before podcasting Ernie Baron oh. was our educational podcast. Yeah. He was our Pizarra Tales. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, packs and other learnings sa mga kabataan in this span of an 30 minutes to an hour. So, yeah. Yeah. Na, so, na, uh, kung with, with podcast, kung buhay si Ernie Baron ngayon, I think definitely he will be he a podcast. He would probably have a podcast. <laughs> definitely. That's true. Or at the very least, a radio show. That I, I miss the guy. Yeah. Um, so how can podcasting be harnessed to further educate audiences? Like you did mention that podcasting is, you know, a very on-demand medium. How do you think uh, you know, people who want their you know, educators who want to tap into this medium, how do you think they can, you know, harness this? You know, kind of like what you're doing with epic analysis. Well, ang ang kagandahan nito kasi ang anyone can be a podcaster these days. So mm-hmm. even the teachers themselves, they don't have to wait for somebody like an Ernie Baron to create content that would be used in schools. Yeah. These mga teachers themselves can create the content and deliver it to their students. Especially ngayon, that students cannot be physically present in the schools, so mm-hmm. they, they can deliver the content to the students at their homes and um even the students themselves can participate in the creation of the content kasi like itong ginagawa natin ngayon meron tayong zencaster yeah. we can record a conversation for a podcast we can also have uh students participate in for example a lesson that can be uh, recorded as a podcast or in the teachers and the students discuss the a topic that uh, they have for for a certain week or so. And um, given na maraming ways din na pag-deliver ng podcast, like some are doing video podcasts, yeah. that, that that can also be harnessed and used for online learning. Mga, uh, especially ngayon na maraming mga schools ang nag-online class for their students. And and. Uh, that that opens up opportunities on how to make the learning experience even more fun, more interactive. Na yeah. Dahil nga may video component ka na and things like that. So. Yeah, that's great. You did mention about you know online learning, especially nowadays. Uh, you know, physically distant tayo. Uh, you know, teachers had to resort 
to different you know ways on how to deliver their lessons yun nga ang nauso ngayon is by default you know the government sanctioned you know method is you know, by modules and then yung uh, kung mas mikaya is yung uh, live classes or asynchronous tasks you know, being that you're in a political commentary mm. podcast i might might as well pick your brain a little bit um what do you think about the government's way of you know dealing with education in this country this past few months I think they handled it really disastrously, for in my opinion. <laughs> given that uh, there's, yeah. there's not a lot of support for teachers on the ground when it comes to providing modules yeah. and providing students with access to online classes, especially in the far-flung areas. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 I've known a lot of teachers sa province namin sa Romlona. They, they would climb the mountain or they would have classes doon sa pier because Apo. wala silang access sa internet doon sa well, skwelahan o sa mga homes sila dahil sa signal. So, they would access the internet sa pier dahil doon malakas yung signal. So, um, and then with the recent typhoons, may mga we've, of course, we've heard na sa mga nasalantana areas. Yes. Eh, nabasa yung mga modules, hindi yeah. magamit and hindi nila mapalitan agad yung mga modules na nasira and i think that that for me was has been handled not really well by the by the government although yeah. although may mga may mga nagsasabi na eh, we should uh, cancel the school year all all together like yeah. like no namang world war 2 diba wala namang mga classes dahil yeah. era, academic freeze no spanish yeah. flew out like sa pilipinas wala din ang mga pumapasok sa skwelahan dahil sinara yung yeah. mga skwelahan. But then, those are different contexts eh. Ibang, ibang mga events yun. Mm-hmm. Unlike ngayon na meron tayo na online, te- meron tayong technology that allows us to gather online and learn. So, I think it just, it's just a matter of giving everyone enough access so that learning can still continue. And kung ikakancel din naman natin yung school year, that would be difficult for both children and the parents kasi ano gagawin nila sa bahay di ba mm-hmm. diba? and uh matetenga lang din yeah, sila eh. yeah. uh, ma sila may stress kung wala silang pinagkakaabalahan and parents mm-hmm. who are also at working at home with if children are going around playing uh disturbing their parents while working napaka stressful din naman yun na environment. So, ma- mainam din na distracted sila by doing schoolwork. Pero yun nga, sana everybody has access to it. And, yeah. It, it, bag, halimbawa, may mga ganong pangyayari na every, uh, someone doesn't have access to it. Eh, sana na gagawan ng paraan ahead of time na masolusyonan. So, yun. Yeah. We're not necessarily you know, educational administrators mm-hmm. here. Uh, but, you know, we do have experience in teaching and, you know, you you have experience in journalism as well. So you've observed, you know, how the government works, maybe in a better lens mm-hmm. than I do. What do you think, like, if we would just offer a few solutions? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, anyone who would listen to this na magkakaroon ng... Backlash is a strong word, but basically, people would think na, you know, especially in social media, naisip nila, eh, puro kayo reklamo yan. Anong, mm-hmm. edi kayo kayo maging, <laughs> magtrabaho sa DepEd or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, just to appease them for a bit, uh, maybe off the top of your head, what do you think are some ideas that the government could have worked on uh, maybe to deliver, in, you know, a decent job in, you know, delivering lessons uh, despite this pandemic? Um, yung sa online technology, online access, access sa online classes, Definitely hindi yan agad ma-susolusyonan because you need to have uh, an improvement sa infrastructure. And for yeah. that, you need to work with the telcos to improve yung, yung signal, sa mm-hmm. especially sa mga far-flung areas. But at least man lang doon sa mga modules, kumbaga, they could have at least uh, made it easier for students, for teachers to be able to develop Uh, modules and be able to yeah. deliver it to the students, especially sa mga far-flung areas, and be able to replace those modules in case of natural calamities or masisira yung, yung ating mga uh, modules. So, be able to provide 
uh, schools with printers, we have paper supply of course. And then of course, yeah. dapat yung mga modules natin, uh, when pag hindi-develop ng mga teachers, it should be subject to scrutiny pa rin. Hindi lang no yeah. teacher itself, but yung sino mang nakatataas sa kanya para to ensure na yung, yung quality eh talagang yeah. uh, safe sa mga bata at uh, hindi controversial gaya ng mga babalitaan natin ng mga may kabastusan sa mga modules. Yeah, or, or typographical errors or yeah. you know, not, not having correct mm-hmm. answers. Yeah. I think then, you know, uh, biglaan din kasi, parang, mm-hmm. I think it really stems from how we handled the pandemic in general. Mm-hmm. And then, nag, nadamay-damay na lang lahat ng ibang mm-hmm. sectors, and, uh, you know, education, mm-hmm. and transport, and everything. And, you know, Kasi I feel that if we handled the pandemic as a medical, you know, mm-hmm. as a medical concern early mm-hmm. on, you know, these other sectors wouldn't be as affected as much. Mm-hmm. Kasi the, the, I think looking back on the years past, I mean, Sakta, this is an, this is the end of the year episode anyway. Mm-hmm. Looking back on this past year, parang that whole idea of remote learning feels a bit rushed. Mm-hmm. na parang napilitan lahat ng teachers na gumawa agad ng module mm-hmm. eh hindi naman na sila necessarily trained in making a module you know for the benefit of our listeners who are not necessarily teachers making a module is not the same as making a lesson plan yeah it's really different mm-hmm. yeah and yun nga na parang it's really different and pe- you know some people might think na parang eh gagawin mo lang naman yan na question and answer you know there's a lot of you know pedagogy involved here. Mm-hmm. You can't really, hindi siya biglaan na parang gagawin mo siyang, you know, question and answer or mm-hmm. you would expect that students would be able to learn on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, the main reason why they're going to school is because, you know, learning is an interactive process. Mm-hmm. And yun nga na, you know, just that whole idea of being rushed, nag-domino effect na lang yun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we are, basically. I think wala talagang kumbaga kultura ng kahandaan sa mm-hmm. malaking bahagi ng throughout government walang walang malaking uh, kultura ng kahandaan. It's always reactionary, isn't it? Oh, na parang pag pag minang pag nangyari na oh, sa kalang gagawa ng action. Oh, so all reactionary nga lahat tama ayun sa sa word na reactionary yeah. lahat ng mga nangyayari. So I think this is this pandemic is a learning curve for the government to improve on their readiness para if there is a next pandemic, sana wala naman, no? Eh, sana, at yeah, of course. Handa tayo na mag-respond sakaling mangyari yeah. yun, so. Looking back on this past year, though, you know, I mean, we would expect that it's not the best of years. Yeah. But, you know, on from from your lens, from your standpoint, how would you sum up 2020 in general? I think 2020 for me, ha, was much better than 2019. But pandemic notwithstanding. Despite what happened, ah, kasi personally, ang daming mga nangyari sa akin na hindi maganda nung, nung 2019, na ngayon 2020, medyo mas kapag step back ako, be able, be able to reevaluate yung mga goals ko sa buhay, be able to free myself from from stress ng pagtatrabaho sa jaryo for for more than five years, so yeah, yeah. But so far, yung in terms of uh being being able to test yung limits ng creativity ko and uh yung ability to to churn out content, I think it at twenty twenty really uh helped me a lot to find out up hanggang sa yung kaya ko na mai labas in terms of creativity. So, I, I proved to myself na kaya kong gumawa ng isang podcast even though I don't have yeah. experience for that. Na gawa ko na makapag-create ng content on different disciplines. Mayroong travel, mayroong cycling, mayroong political yeah. news analysis. So, yeah, I, I, I think uh, 2020 uh, helped me find out those things. That's good. That's wonderful. I mean, of course, despite, you know, the world around us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being in flames. Uh, it's great that, you know, you did find something that got your hopes up, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It somehow uh, helps you put your feet on the ground and see the world mm-hmm. for what it is. Eh. Yung, yung mga ganitong mga pangyayari, it helps you a lot to become a realist and yeah. less of an idealist. Although I'm not, I'm not saying na wag tayo mag-idealist 
But then, yeah. uh, baga, yung itemper natin yung ating idealism with with what is what the with what the world is. So, yeah. Yeah, malaking bagay yung nangyaring pandemya to be able to uh, uh be able to develop some realism and yeah. be able to tem- temper whatever uh fantasies we have of what could possibly happen in in the world around us. So, yeah. Yeah. But let's fantasize a little bit, I suppose. I yeah. mean, this is the last episode of the year for me. Uh, what are your hopes up for 2021? Uh, both maybe on a personal level and I suppose, you know, on na- a national level being that you are, you know, in a political commentary podcast. Mm. What do you think, if not hopes, what do you think will happen? Hmm. 2021, I hope na maraming magising. Maraming yeah. magising sa katotohanan na we are being uh, led disastrously by mm-hmm. this government na just, just dito lang sa pandemya na ito eh, if you want to be able to get a COVID-19 test, it would cost you 3,000 to 5,000 pesos when it's supposed to be. It should be free. Di ba? Yeah. So, uh, kahit nasabihin na, yeah, walang mass testing kasi kailangan targeted yung mass testing. Kailangan yun, may mga symptoms lang ang magkakaroon ng testing. Pero yan, kung may symptoms ka na at kailangan mo ng testing, sana man lang eh, di ba? Nilibre. Libre no? mo makukuha. Hindi yung uh, pagbabayarin ka pa ng 3,000-5,000 para lang makakuha ng PCR, RT-PCR test. And then, yeah. uh, yung sa vaccines man lang, yung be able, yung be able to secure yung, yung supply ng vaccine sa bansa ahead of time na unahan pa tayo ng Malaysia at ng mga karatig bansa mga natin, natin sa ASEAN. Definitely. Diba? So, um, 2021, um, I, I, I don't think we will be, uh, I'm optimistic na ma, ma, na yung pandemia ay unti-unti magda-die down given the yeah. vaccine. But as a nation, I think uh, we will remain politically divided Although I, I hope na maraming mga yun ang magising na mga tao sa katotohanan na we are being led disastrously and I hope that there would be a lot of clamor for for change. Laging, laging bukang bibigyan change na yan kapag election. Yeah. Lalo, pero hindi naman nangyayari yung change kapag, kapag nandyan na yung mga nakaupo. Or at least yeah. yung change eh. It's not the change that we are expecting Diba? A change for the worse. <laughs> so, uh, sana may mga magkaroon ng ganong clamor ng mga pagbabago. Sana yung pagbabago ay eh, hindi lang maging byword na ginagamit para it's, it's a lasting mapal- thing. mailagay yung sarili sa kapangyarihan sabay pagdating mm-hmm. doon eh, para pala, nagkakalimutan na. <laughs> para pala sa sarili nila yung pagbabago. Pagbabago ng buhay nila. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Um in terms of uh, personally sa akin, I hope I'd be able to achieve success sa mga content that you churn out ko. I don't I wouldn't consider myself successful at this point being nasa infancy pa lang yeah. naman yung podcast ko and yung mga vlogs ko. But I hope it could I could achieve some success para this could become a sustainable source of income for me and be mm-hmm. able to Uh, do this full-time. Kasi kung yeah. most of the podcasters this day na independent, they're not part of a network and are not yet earning sustainably, they still have to uh, sustain themselves by getting a uh, full-time job. So, yeah, I definitely, uh, I would still be pursuing a full-time job by next year. I hope that does not um, get in the way of me creating content. Kasi sometimes mm-hmm. people aren't able to create content dahil nga wala silang oras may trabaho na, na kasi trabaho, yeah, yeah. No? so yeah. um, and then by 2022 hopefully be able to do this na na full time yeah definitely you know final thoughts before we go uh, medyo napasarap ang usapan natin mm-hmm. uh, but you know just the last three questions that I always ask all of my guests you know first off What do you think are your strengths and weaknesses as an educator? Strengths and weaknesses ko. Strengths, I, I, I see my strengths as yung being able to uh, deliver 
uh, a lesson in an engaging and an interactive manner as my strengths, yung ability ko to uh, get people to listen to me and be engaged with what I'm talking about and, and get something valuable from it. I think that's what it makes thing. My weakness siguro is being able to engage students in a way na higher level pa na yeah. while I engage with them in the classroom, paglabas ng classroom, hindi na ganun ka-strong yung relationship ko with the students. Kumbaga, I, I still uh, create a certain distance or de- detachment yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah. Na pag nasa labas o nasa sa, sa labas ng skwelahan, when students... Medyo formal pa rin yung dating. Kaya sa kanila. Yun. Yeah. Kumbaga, ang... I, pag sa loob ng skwela, I keep myself as uh, teacher-student relationship. Pero pag sa labas ng skwelahan, hindi na ganun. And I, I think that's that's the reason why some teachers are really loved by their students na they, they still remember them for, for after, uh, um, so many years after they were uh, students of this particular teacher and uh, why some teachers still get invited to certain um, alumni homecomings, mga ganyan because yeah. they've really uh, cultivated that kind of relationship na kahit sa labas ng skwelahan, eh, uh, Magka- magkakaibigan pa rin kayo. Pa rin sila. <laughs> yes, kind of like what my mother is when she was a teacher, na talagang mm-hmm. she would, sa labas ng skwelahan, she would go on outings with with students, and hindi ako ganun. <laughs> Kumbaga, yeah. it's, 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 it's somewhat what I envy from my mother na even today, uh, yung mga estudyante niya, she's, 50, she's 60s by the way. Yeah. Despite that, uh, their students still remember her, ini-invite pa rin siya sa mga get-together. And siguro kasi dahil introverted akong tao, so kaya, uh, kaya yeah. hindi ako... Medyo mahirap so, din. Mahirap sa akin na, ano na makipag-socialize with students sa labas ng eskwela. <laughs> so yun. No worries. Um, when all is said and done, what is your biggest goal as an educator? Biggest goal for me would be able to shape yung worldview at saka yung values ng mga estudyante ko. Yun ang habol ko sa kanila palagi. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not what you remember in terms of who, what, when, and where at the end of the day it's it's the type of person you are at the end of yeah. the day so yun and finally any advice for someone who's pro- probably listening uh to this episode someone who's thinking about getting into education what would you say to that person when if you want to get into teaching as a profession always begin with the end in mind ano ang gusto mong makita hindi lang sa mga estudyante mo, kundi sa mga sa sarili mo. When, if you, when you enter this profession, if you want, do you see yourself getting rich being an educator? Maybe you shouldn't be a classroom teacher and more into educational technology or educational uh, yung development ng mga instructional materials and stuff like that. Or do you want to be able to see better schools uh maybe you should get into educational management, uh, ganun bagay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It depends talaga kung anong, uh, anong aspect ng education. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Sir Epi, for, yes. you know, guesting into this episode. Maraming salamat din sa pag-i-invite sa akin. Yes, definitely. Uh, anything you would like to plug or promote? Go ahead. Yeah, I, gusto ko lang bangitin yung iba ko pang mga uh, content. Uh, I, I have a cycling blog. Mm-hmm. It's called The uh, Pinoy Cyclist. You can follow it on Facebook at The Pinoy Cyclist and on Instagram and Twitter at Pinoy Cyclist. So, mayroon ding YouTube channel yan na pin, the, the Pinoy Cyclist din. So, ano lang yan? Mga videos ng pagbabay ko, mga pinupuntahan mga lugar, meron ding mga historical content yan kasi may mga pinupuntahan ako mga historical oh, wow. sites. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. so. And then, um, I have uh, a historical podcast coming up. I've okay. Na-develop ko na yung script na kailangan for that. Although, I, I'm keeping it under wraps pa so far. I'll be right. launching it this January. Fresh week ng January. So, 
it's going to be a Philippine history podcast. So what if if you're from if you're familiar with everyday history, mm-hmm. parang ganon lang siya pero in a podcast uh, weekly, form. In a podcast form and weekly. Yes. Yung gagawin ko instead na daily. So it's parang this week in history parang ganon. So yun. And of course, epic analysis coming out weekly. Epic analysis every Wednesday ko nilalabas yung mga episodes. So uh ang ang an, an laki ng following sa mga follow sa mga tao na sa mga opposition pages sa Facebook. Nakatuwa so, <laughs> ang dami nagko-comment. Yun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And of course, you can check that out. We'll put that in the description. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. Thank you again to Sir Epi Fabon and the third. So much for inviting me. And I hope to I hope for the continuous success of your, success of your podcast. Din thank you very thing. much. Thank you very much for the kind words. And thank you as well to our listeners, you know, for joining us throughout this uh, episode and, you know, for the past few months, this past year, uh, we wish you, you know, a very happy new year, hopefully a more uh, pleasant and more fruitful new year in 2021 ahead. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Pissarra Tales if you have any messages or comments. If you don't want to do that you can email us the tales at gmail.com the original theme music that you heard and will hear was composed by ej drillin once again this is sir j wishing you a wonderful day <laughs> <laughs>